0: Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos, where we present tips, tools, and techniques to help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, Licensed Mental Health Counselor at Lokahi Counseling. This channel and the Calming the Chaos podcast is for those who want self-help and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like the information, please subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. Hello, and welcome to a new season of the calming the chaos podcast. I'm Tracy Canella, and I am here today to talk about transcending chaos using the power of your intuition and your inner wisdom so that we can learn new skills and tools to manage our chaos because we've got plenty of that going on, don't we? We are here today with Victoria Shaw. She is a psychologist, a licensed counselor, an author, intuitive, and a a spiritual coach. I've got to get all these things right because there's so much to get right. And there's so much that she's going to be able to offer us in terms of calming our chaos today. She's going to tell you a little bit about her story and her approach and how she was able to move from a near constant state of stress and anxiety in her life and to channel her inner wisdom to calm her chaos. I'm just so happy to have Victoria here with us today. Let's just say hello to Victoria Shaw.
1: Hey there. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: I am too. I love this topic and I love learning more about intuition. How about we just start by you telling us a little bit about
1: yourself and uh, just the work you do? So my work um, combines my training and in psychology and counseling. I'm a research, I was trained originally as a research psychologist. So I studied the mind and the brain and um, reasoning and memory and those kinds of things. And I also uh, studied cognitive development. So how those things develop in children's um, and adults' brains and minds. And then I also, um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. So a little bit like what you do. And I combine all that with my intuition. And so my journey was really one where I was a very left brain kind of sciencey kind of kind of girl, but always had these big philosophical questions, wanted to understand what is consciousness? Like, what's the meaning of life? Like, I always felt a very deep call to serve. And when I got to the end of my journey as an academic psychologist, and I had my PhD, and I was doing my postdoc, I realized my passion was gone. And I didn't really know why. I mean, psychology as a science was very reductionistic. Spirit was not a word that you would talk about. Not that I knew it was missing, because at the time I didn't know it was even something to consider. But I just knew that I couldn't continue on that path with the passion that I had starting on that journey. So I took some time off, and I, I raised my kids. I started my family, but this. I kept hearing this voice in my head that said, you know, there's something you're supposed to do that you're not doing. And I just kept hearing it. And it was about 10 years um, of hearing it before it all started to come clear of what I was supposed to do. And in that period of time, too, I started being introduced through my kids, through my kids pediatrician of all things was really out of the box. And he kept sending me to like these weird people, like astrologers and energy healers. And even acupuncture was like way out of the box for me at that point. And all of these people kept saying to me, first of all, they were wildly helpful. So it was validation that this was like this, this was the way to go. But also they kept saying to me, Victoria, you're so intuitive. What are you going to do with it? You know, you need to, you need to attend to this. And finally, I listened. I listened. And I feel like the day I made that commitment to awaken and connect with my intuition, my entire life changed It and it changed for the better and it keeps growing and changing for the better ever since. And I really think it's almost like I've lived two lives in this body, the one before, maybe more, but definitely, definitely these two are the main ones. The one before I awakened my intuition and the one after. And when I made that commitment, again, to connect with my inner knowing just everything about my life changed
0: wow so it's a commitment that really comes from well it comes first right and I in think so you're saying.
1: I think it's it's about setting that intention and you know, I think that a lot of times in life, when you set an intention, when you say like, "All right, I'm ready to do things differently," I'm ready to release this problem, I'm ready to live my life with more joy, or in my case, and all of these things, by the way, connect with intuition, or I'm ready to really like start to connect with my inner knowing. Um, we sort of set up the energy for those things to happen, right? So the intention always comes first, and the intention is that guiding force in your life. And when that attention comes from your intuition, like you're feeling into it, your intuition is telling you, you need to pay attention to your intuition even better, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Yeah. So uh, at this point in time, can you explain to the audience, what is intuition yeah. anyway? So just for people who don't know it or, or are a little confused about what Absolutely. it Absolutely No, is.
1: that is so important. So the way that I understand it is we are all human beings right? We're all ultimately souls having a human experience. All right. And so when you come into earth, you forget your own true spiritual nature. You forget all the wisdom that your soul has. And you do that on purpose. You remember little bits and pieces throughout the journey, but you purposely agree to put on this blindfold and forget your divine origins because there is so much to be gained in the re-remembering. Okay. Your intuition is that little piece of wisdom. It's your direct line to your soul, to your higher self, to your spirit. It's like, I often think of it as your spiritual GPS. So you may not know the root or see the root the way your soul does, but your soul, you have this GPS system that is guiding you, right? And giving you the information that you need in the present moment to stay on course. All right. And we all have it.
0: So then- When you said you made a commitment to access your inner wisdom, was that a commitment to turn on that GPS so that you'd be able to receive that information?
1: Yes, absolutely. And it was, look, there's not a person on the planet right now that has not at some point in their life had an experience when they knew something and they didn't know how they knew it, right? It wasn't something they learned. They were taught. They heard. They just knew it in their bones, in their guts, or they had the chills, or they just knew something. And it was 100% right. And maybe they followed it, maybe they didn't, but they knew, they didn't know how they knew. And it was correct. That's your intuition at work. And oftentimes our intuition is at odds with what we think is true, right? Your intuition is saying, go right. And you're like, but I always go left. Left is the way. And if you listen, you find out maybe there's a new shortcut or maybe there was an accident left. Or maybe you're going to like drive by a store that you were like, I've been looking for that everywhere. And look, it's right in the window of that store, right? And so that's how our intuition works. It works. It, it uncovers the mystery of life. It gets us out of the mind that says there's just one way to do things and this is it. And it shakes things, things up and it opens new possibilities that your, your mind could never have discovered.
0: I love that. And I've been reading on your website. In fact, uh, your website is going to be uh here shortly it it is Victoriashawintuitive.com and we'll post that a little bit later as well as in the show notes i was reading on your website that things just when you made that commitment things just started to happen. Things started to unfold in ways that you had never imagined. And so it makes sense that you had split your your life into like before intuition and after the intuitive journey or whatever you choose to call it. So it would be interesting to uh, understand what your life was like beforehand and the stress and anxiety in your life and how you were able to move through that, just being able to just access your inner wisdom.
1: You know, I think before my, quote unquote, intuitive awakening, um, life felt very out of control, right? It felt like it was happening to me. It felt like I didn't know what to do. It was just one series of dramas, one series of of confusions and I didn't have any resources to deal with them, right? So I felt constantly overwhelmed. I kept, felt overwhelmed by my kids struggles, I felt overwhelmed by my husband's stuff, I felt overwhelmed, you know, with my own career path, pretty much with everything because I didn't have that higher connection to say, "Hey, you know, here's the meaning in that. Here's the way out of that. Here's what you need to do now to make peace with that." right? And that's what our intuition does for us. I also think that for me, before that intuitive awakening, I didn't really have a spiritual understanding. I didn't I didn't have a sense of myself as a spirit in physical form. I didn't know the what else, what more. I knew I wanted it. I knew it was there. And I think I've always been deeply spiritual. Um, in some, but I didn't have any way of understanding it. I didn't have a frame of reference. And as I started tuning into my intuition, my guidance started to like kind of fill in the cracks and give me that understanding. Oh, so I'm a soul. Oh, so I'm having human experience. And then, oh, I'm going to read this book. Oh, it's going to understand like, you know, about reincarnation, about past lives, about it just gave me my own sort of spiritual connection. And that also made sense of my life now. And what I work with people, and my own intuition does this for me as well, if someone's struggling, if they're feeling overwhelmed, if they're having a rough time, you know, your intuition is almost the light that shines in and, and gives meaning to that. And it gives perspective on that. And it helps us take us ourselves out of, you know, our human perspective, which is often of like hapless victim, you know, <laughs> into, oh, now I see how things work. Oh, now I see why, you know, this experience is helping me right now. Oh, now I see what I need to do now.
0: Yeah. And as you were saying that, I got this vision of, you know, when the power goes out, you're going along just fine. And then the power goes out and it does kind of become a little bit chaotic because you don't know where the light switch is or anything like that. And things just keep uh, getting more confused as you fumble toward things, maybe trip over an ottoman or whatever it is. And then the intuition would be maybe that light coming on, or even just a little bit of moonlight coming in through a skylight to be able to guide you. That's the vision I just got when you were talking about that.
1: And I think, too, what I love about that image, too, is because sometimes that's what happens in life, right? We're going along, everything's fine. And then we get shaken up and the lights go out. And you think, like, oh my God, I can't solve this problem. Oh my God, it's chaos. Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. But see, those are the moments, that's the invitation where everything that you thought you knew and all the resources that you thought you had aren't serving you anymore because it's opening you up to discover that there's more
0: right yeah there's I've, more uh, and and in hindsight i can kind of see that through some of the chaotic experiences in my own life that i could have tapped into that inner knowing because you're right since the power the traditional forms of what we have available to us are no longer available because we're in chaos because a chaos actually throws you off balance because it is not normal this is not what normally happens it's disorganized it's confused it's overwhelming it's scary sometimes it's life threatening But what it actually does, and this is why I like chaos so much, is that it does open the door for new ideas, new inventions, new intentions. And this is why I have this podcast is to have people like you on to show us and to show me the way or another way to manage it. So here we are talking about your, you had chaos in your life and then Mm -hmm. you were introduced to inner wisdom. How did you get introduced to that?
1: again i started seeing all of these first of all i've always been intuitive we're all intuitive so you know but for some of us it's just we lead with it a little bit more naturally and it comes a little more strong and i was the kind of person that i was almost like too intuitive um you know intuit- intuition is sort of your multi-sensory awareness so it's it's everything's energy and our bodies are reading that energy all the time and what happens is your brain sort of if it works properly sort of limits things down to what you know you're allowed to perceive and what you're not <laughs> we learn that and then you know we forget that all this other stuff exists but it's impacting us all the time my brain didn't shut things down so nicely so i was a little bit and I'm very sensitive. So I was being affected by everything all the time. And it's like if you're watching a television set and you had all the, I mean, this is old school, but, and you had all the channels on at once, right? You wouldn't be able to watch any channel, right? And that was sort of my experience. I was just overwhelmed. So part of my journey was learning to sort of tune down the channel and be a little more intentional with my intuition and not pick up on everything, but pick up on what was actually going to serve me but then I also realized that pretty much everything, every good thing that ever happened to me in my life, anytime that I was really rewarded and people were like, wow, you're amazing. That's amazing. It was because I was tuning into my intuition. Mm-hmm. And so it really kind of gave me confidence. It, it, looking back at my life, let me see, oh, you know, this is always, I've always had this. And this was always when the gold was happening. And now I just have to make that happen more consistently. And commit to tuning into that. And then once I did that, everything changed.
0: Was there a method of study that you started with, or something that was uh, kind of elementary that we can share with our listeners, or even just a simple practice?
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, I did. I did some trainings. Um, I did some teaching. I would say I'm mostly self-taught because again, intuition is a gift that keeps on giving. And when you learn how to listen to it, it will, it will guide you to the people that are, you know, the next people to support you on your journey. It will put a book in your, in your way. It will do all of those things. And so I listen to that first and foremost, always, and it, that actually makes my intuition stronger, but. In terms of, I teach intuition development all the time, because like I said, everyone's intuitive. We all have that ability. And you know, you may not be a professional intuitive like I am, um, and you don't need to be, but everybody has that voice in their head or that inner knowing that will guide them. And so the more that we can agree to align with that, the easier and more joyful and more um, aligned our life becomes. And so what, one of my favorite things to do is to teach people to tap into their intuition. And I think the most important thing that's coming through around tapping into your intuition is, you know, you have to agree to let go of your mind a little bit. You have to agree of needing to know and needing to know in a certain way and needing to know right now because intuition doesn't work that way. You know, intuition, your spirit, it's a need to know basis. It'll show you exactly what you need to know, but it's not going to tell you everything. It's not always going to say why, because sometimes you wouldn't even understand the why, or if you hung on to the why, it would take you out of your intuition. And the mind and your inner knowing, they can work together beautifully, but for most of us, the mind is like, takes your intuition and goes like that, <laughs> it, right? We live in a world that's so mind focused that the mind is taken over when really your intuition, you know, the mind is supposed to be a tool for your intuition to use, you know? And that's how I try to use my mind as much as possible and all of my years of training. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah,
0: I was gonna ask you about your training, because this is a wild leap from the way you were trained. I mean, you were in an Ivy League college, you're a psychologist, and you had all of this clinical training and research based stuff, right? So mm -hmm. this was a wild shift for you. And I'm wondering how you were able to just grasp onto this as your balance, because I'm sure you do balance some of the psychological stuff, the clinical work with the intuitive stuff. Uh, but also, I don't know if you have a favorite, if you have a preference and how you're able to find your own balance in, in your research and training prior to finding your inner wisdom
1: and afterwards. So I always trust my inner wish- wisdom first and foremost. And my um, counseling degree, actually, I got after I'd already awakened to my intuition. It was actually part of what my intuition was, the next steps for that. Because I really, I, at that point in time, I felt like I really wanted to ground what was coming through in some clinical skills. And I'm glad I did that. Um... But my intuition was already active and every and I was I was a student, but I was also, you know, vetting that information with my inner knowing. And I and I was very careful not to get lost in that. Because sometimes we get lost in our training and we get lost in the recipe of how we think we're supposed to do things and we feel like we have to measure it out and follow certain steps. And that's great when you're cooking, particularly when you're baking, because you know, baking is one of those things you want to do precisely, but it's not always the best plan for living your life because we need flexibility. And every moment is a new moment and intuition, but not the mind can roll with that, right? Because your intuition will always show you what's true in the now. Whereas your mind is kind of like just trying to like, kind of capture, like it's somewhere in here, maybe, (laughs) And two minutes later, you're still here and the now has moved on, but you're still where, you know. well, this was working yesterday, so it must still be true. So your intuition is just much more plugged into the the flow of life. Um, But for me, the way that I balance those two things is I lead with my intuition and I let my mind and the information that I have, and I have a lot of it, um, my intuition will show me if something's relevant. It'll remind me, oh, this happened the other day. You know, it'll remind me of like, tell them that story about that thing that happened to you, or remember that thing you learned in grad school. Now's the time to like, share it. It's relevant here. Um, but I don't do it the other way around. Most people are trained to follow the thoughts and then their intuition just tries to kind of break in. (laughs) Right. Um, and they hear it or they don't hear it, but I, I do it the other way around. I let my intuition use my mind as it sees fit. And I just get out of the way and I, and if I know something and it's relevant and and my intuition says open that file drawer, I'll open it, I'll share it, um, but I won't get lost in it.
0: So it's about commitment and then there's that trust in it, right? Like it's going <laughs> to, I'm committed to at least checking in with my inner wisdom when I do things or opening myself up to it. And then there's the actual following, like opening the file drawer, right? And yeah. the the action, even if it does sound crazy to turn right when I'm always turning left yeah. and, and opening the file drawer when I just want to close it. What what is it that I need to do comes to me probably just in a in a gentle flow versus sort of a logical process that you yes. do like a pro and cons list. What do I do next? Because yeah. I think a lot of people have trouble making decisions because they're so rooted in logic and emotion that intuition kind of gets lost or was never learned in the first place. Don't you agree?
1: Absolutely. And you can do a pro and con list intuitively too. If you're willing to kind of still the mind, stilling the mind is the most important thing that you can do for your intuition Mm. and any kind of practice that stills your mind will awaken your intuition. And we can talk about that in a bit, but with a pro and con list, if you're willing to feel into it, if you're willing to write, what excites me about this, right? What excites me about this opportunity? And then you just write unedited pages of pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages. Mm. You will start to look, oh, what worries me about this? opportunity pages and pages and pages and pages you just let it all out and then you may see like three things stand out right one two three this is good and then maybe one thing doesn't feel good and you feel into that and you're like yep that's a deal breaker but you see you do that intuitively Right, so you could do a pro and con list intuitively, or you could sit down with your brain and think, okay, what should I want here? What will be best in the long run? What, what you know? And then you'll be like, I don't know, right? Or you'll maybe make the wrong decision because you'll make the one that you you think you're supposed to do, or your mind tells you this is the way it's always been done, and your spirit always knows more.
0: Yes, because so many people struggle with decisions and you've just opened my mind to a new way to do pro and cons lists because <laughs> yeah. see, the way I've done it is pros and cons don't necessarily have to outnumber each other, but we did a weighted system, zero to 10. How important right. is this pro? And went on down the line. So, but that is very cerebral. That is very, yeah. and I guess a, a bit of, you know, your values come into play and maybe a bit of intuition. But what you are saying about, pages and pages and pages and pages of what is, what do I love about this? And what do I not love about this? It allows you to take a process to where something can be revealed through that process. That is
1: kind of an aha
0: moment. Like, yes, this is the direction I need to go. And you're
1: getting out of the way by agreeing to write down everything on a piece of paper, even if it's something like this, this, this place reminds me of Fred Flintstone, right? Which would make no sense, but you just, you agree to write down every single thing. That's why you're letting your soul, you're you're loosening the grip of the mind and you're letting your spirit start to come through. And as you get used to that, then you can look back with your mind and say, I'm drawn to this. I'm drawn to that. Like that, you know, I wrote that down, but like now that I wrote it down, it's good. It's over. It's done. And so it's, it's, it's just a different way of approaching the same thing. And I would say too, the more you get in the habit of listening to your intuition, the more you trust it, because it is always right when you are actually hearing it. And again, the trick is to know when you're hearing it and when you, you know, wishful thinking or fear, but when you are really hearing your intuition, it does not lead you astray. Every once in a while, it'll say, turn right. And something bad will happen because like that was the experience that your soul wanted you to have. But that's exceedingly rare. Most of the time Mm -hmm. it says, go right. And you're like, oh my God, thank God I went right. And sometimes you go left and you realize, oh, that little voice was saying to go right. And I went to go left. And now I see this big traffic accident and I understand what that intuition was about. And in those moments, those are my favorite moments because those are the moments that validate that your intuition is working. Right? Yeah. It's great validation. It's not a time to beat yourself up. It's time to celebrate because you're like, oh my God, I heard it right. And sometimes mm-hmm. we have to go left so that we really understand, Oh, that was my intuition. And now I know.
0: Yeah, no. And I like that example. And as you were talking, I was thinking about what if somebody just is doubting that they even have intuition and they're saying, no, that can't be for me. This sounds great for Victoria, but I don't know that I even have that. Is there something simple a person can do to on an elementary level, just sort of tap into their inner intuition?
1: I would say this when, first of all, everyone has intuition and if you don't feel called to awaken it now, that's totally fine. But if you're listening to this and you're drawn to this, you know, you're probably already like at least a little open. And again, it's not an either or because we all have it. It's just a level of degree. How much are you tuning into it? How much are you listening to it? How much is it working for you in your life? And that is like a moving target that is like, but everybody has it. And one of the first exercises that I often give people when I'm teaching about, you know, awakening your intuition is to journal about just anything that you ever thought was your intuition, any experience you had, any, you know, and you just, you start writing it down and you can keep going too, like every day, like, or once a week you write down, like, what do I think was my intuition today? And you'll be shocked at these little bits of inner knowing, like, you know, I just felt like getting a coffee and I walked into the coffee shop and there was like my best friend that I hadn't seen in like 15 years. And we sat down and we reconnected, right? I think a lot of times we don't think of these things as our intuition, but as you start to pay attention, you'll see that it's happening all the time. You just haven't been looking for it.
0: Yeah. They may be able to say it's a coincidence that you were just able to meet your friend when you (laughs) were just happening to be in the coffee shop. But it could be, yeah, your intuition called you to, at that moment, be yeah. there and
1: the other person there as well. So I I love the point that you make because, you know, when this was all first happening to me and, you know, and I was way out there because I'm awakening my intuition. I'm talking to spirit guides. Here I am, an Ivy League trained psychologist. Like, am I losing my mind? And I knew I wasn't because my life was getting better. So at a certain point, I said, you know what? If I'm losing my mind, let's go for it because, like, I like this one a lot better. But also, as I started to do this, right? You can discount the first synchronicity as a coincidence, and the second, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth. But we all hit a critical point where you realize that it makes a lot more sense to believe in your inner knowing and believe in, you know, the interconnectedness of, of, of all beings than it does to stay with your mind. And that tipping point will be different for everybody, but I certainly got to a point early on where, you know, and I'm a really smart girl where, you know, Occam's razor said, this has got to be true because like other, I'm going to make myself crazy trying to like convince myself it's not because the coincidences were so fast, so furious all the time. And so we just hit that tipping point of, I knew, oh, okay. Yeah, I can trust this. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's just a matter of having things get to be so unmanageable in your life or so chaotic in your life that you and all the other things aren't working anymore. And then there's this ad or something that you see on Facebook or on Instagram for a person like you, who is a coach and an intuitive and somebody who has classes to offer, and they just say, huh, and they are curious and they decide to learn more because the things that they're doing in their lives aren't working. I once had a therapist friend say, you know, I would do a a headstand on this table right now and start to sing the alphabet backwards if you told me it would help. Because she was at that point that it was just like she was willing to try anything. And I I don't know that a lot of people uh, eventually get to this point, but I know that some people do. It's like, yes, please uh, lead me in another direction because this one is not working for me
1: absolutely. And I think it's almost the mind's job um because your mind actually creates the chaos, but that's a story for another day, right? It's almost the mind's job to like make us so miserable that eventually we're like, okay, I I got to like let you go and try something new. And everyone's mm-hmm. going to get to that point in a different place and, you know, for some of us it might take many lifetimes, but for many people now, I really believe the chaos we're experiencing in the world right now is a wake-up call for a lot of people all at once. And you know, I've been doing the work that I've been doing for about 11 years. And over the course of that time, there's so much more openness. I used to do two very different things. I used to be, you know, my, do my licensed psychologist, getting my supervision hours, like getting my license, like that kind of jam. And then I used to do the intuitive thing and they were very separate. And like a few years into my practice, more and more, they came together. And now I would say that of the clients that even come to me for counseling, which is a small piece of what I do now. I mostly do the intuitive piece, but a very small percentage don't come to me because of all the tools that I have in my toolbox. Like they want that intuition piece. They want the spiritual guidance. They want that perspective. And so I think, you know, it's, it's, people are opening up to this more and more now. And the level of chaos we experience both individually and collectively is part of what's nudging us there.
0: You know, when you were saying that again, it is something occurred to me when you said the word toolbox, I was thinking, well, yeah, they don't want what's in your toolbox, but they want you to show them the key so they can unlock their own toolbox. Yes, ma'am. Yes,
1: exactly. I love that. That is your intuition at work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because we all have it. Yeah.
0: I guess just by hearing you talk, that intuition comes through and I'm learning a lot more about my own intuition just from talking to you. And I hope people are out there in in our audience as well. Is there a specific story that you can share that reminds you or kind of stands out to you about like, this is when I trusted my inner wisdom and it worked out. Is there something that you maybe have in the back burner that you would like to share with us as an example?
1: You know, I trust it again and again, and it works out. But one of my favorite stories is about, I want to say, maybe a year into my practice, like somewhere between when I was first starting to, I think I was probably just doing readings for people for fun, but I was like pretty, I was a few years into this awakening intuition thing. And I, you know, and I used to go for walks with my husband and information would come through for him. And so I would kind of like give him these little mini readings and we were out for a walk and it happened to be in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, we weren't walking in the hurricane, but we just had a hurricane and our power was out and we had a generator, but the generator wasn't working. So we went for a walk and I was feeling a little bit bummed because everyone else's generators were humming along and like ours was like not working at all. So we go for this long walk and all this information came through. And one of the information that came through to him is just what a powerful manifester he was. I think he was in between jobs or something like, maybe not, I don't know, he wasn't in between jobs, but whatever, like, just like, I'm like, dude, you have the Midas touch. Like what you touch comes to life. You need to own that. You need to experience that. And that's what came through. And then the guides said to me, because I understand my intuition is sort of hearing from my spirit guides, but you don't, you don't have to go that woo for it to work. Um, they said to me, like, tell him, you know, he's going to get, you know, he's going to get home. He's going to take a warm bath and he's going to like, you know, really sink this in. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to tell him he's going to take a warm bath. We don't, you know, we don't have power yet. We don't know when the power is going to be back on. It could be hours. It could be days, you know? I don't know that. And I realized that I'd been in the habit up until then of when I did readings for people being really vague so that I couldn't be wrong, you know, (laughs) which is kind of watering the message down a little bit, but I didn't trust it. I didn't trust it. So here it was, and it was my husband. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to like say this. I'm going to take the leap. And it was really scary, even for him, even in this context, you know, But I said, all right, here's what the guides say. They say, you're going to go home. You're going to take a hot bath and it's all going to be great. And do you know that we came back? He walked over to the generator. He filled it with the generator and he'd been working on it for like about an hour before this walk to no avail. He figured out what was wrong. He fixed it and he went upstairs and took a bath.
0: Wow. I love that story. I thought maybe the power had come on when you were out, but that is great. Good enough. Well, it was also
1: for him to realize that he did in fact have the Midas touch. So there was a message for him in there too, right? Once he realized it again, all he had to do was touch the darn thing and it started working. But Mm. it's again, for me, it was a huge lesson in trusting my intuition. After that, I felt okay. Like now I just say what I get and I trust it. And sometimes too, even in what I do, I don't get it exactly right. And then I tell my client, no, no one is a hundred percent. A really good intuitive is around 83% correct. Mm -hmm. I know a few that are higher in certain areas, but 83 is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a professional person. But it doesn't even matter, right? Because what I do is I get guidance for you and you go, oh, that feels right. And you remember what feels right and what resonates. And then you also, like you said, you'll, because I spend so much time in my intuitive knowing when people are around me or someone like me, right? It awakens it in you. And I'll say something and you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I feel into that, you know, and then you start to feel your own intuition as well. So there's a resonance there and that's another really great way to develop our intuition.
0: Yeah. And with each little step that we take, we grow confidence, right? To do mm-hmm. something better, well, not better, but bigger the next time, bigger trust, I think it yes. just grows the trust in, in developing mm-hmm. intuition. Yeah. And so you're, yes. you're taking the baby steps here, but then you're growing as you continue to see things like a warm bath manifest itself and the Midas touch. Yeah. Demonstrating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No kidding. yeah. So uh, at right now, what we'll do is we'll take a little pause here and I'll just uh, open it up here and I'll let everybody see that this is uh, her podcast. This is Victoria Shaw's Intuitive Connection. You can access everything on her website. And that is, again, you can reach her at victoria uh, VictoriaShawIntuitive.com. And so her, there she's got her podcast. She's got her classes up there. Here's a, an example of some of her classes, and these are the ones on her website here. And uh, one of them, let me remove the banner here. One of them here is the journey of the soul, understanding reincarnation. So that is interesting. And you had alluded to that about the you know the past lives and many may maybe many others than two. Yeah. Uh So so there's that one there's activating your intuition which i imagine has um, you can tell us a little bit about these classes as as we go along And activating your intuition that would probably be a good one for a beginner to do and then spirit guides and you had mentioned some guides earlier which reminded me about these classes so do you want to tell us a little bit about your your classes and uh, how we can access uh well we can access them through Vic- victoria shaw intuitive uh, but we can, yeah, if you can ask, uh, answer uh, Thank you so that. much
1: and thank you so much for sharing them. Yeah. yeah. And I do live classes as well. I have a, a intuition intensive class actually coming up in two weeks. I don't know when this goes live, but, but I do those and that's a little bit more, um, it's a small group one-to-one mentoring, whereas these classes are also great because the the ones that you mentioned are all online and self-contained and you just go through the process yourself. And so there's sort of different ways to do it. Um, activating your intuition is just my basic, you know, what is intuition and how do we connect with it? And it has, I think, six videos. It has homework exercises. It has, you know, a PDF that kind of explains the material if you like to read as well. And it has some meditations as well that I've used and you can use again and again to sort of connect with your intuition because that was something that I did a lot at the beginning too a lot of meditation and visualization. And it's not something that I need so much anymore. Um, but a lot of people do get their intuition that way. And sometimes too, when I'm really stuck on something, that's what I'll do. I'll actually listen to one of my very own videos or one similar um, and just get in really, really deep. And then I can you know, hear my guidance a little more clearly again. Um, The other two classes were actually Facebook Lives that I did because I have a Facebook group and I do a lot of teachings in my group. So there are recordings of those uh, Facebook group teachings. So they're really, really fun, and I love teaching about reincarnation and karma and our past lives because I think again what intuition does. And you know, you and I are both counselors. We both have that perspective as well. And you know, whether I'm I'm using my license or not, for me what i think is so magical about intuition is it gives you the bird's eye view. It helps you understand what you're happening, what's happening in this lifetime for you right now from a broader context. And sometimes that context involves other lifetimes that we've had working on the same issue. And when we can start to feel into those, we it sort of gives us meaning and guidance about how we're supposed to move forward from what we're experiencing now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the reincarnation class kind of explains that process. It kind of explains how does reincarnation work? Um, what are some of the confusions that people often have about reincarnation? How can I experience my past lives? Do I need to experience my past lives? Mm-hmm. And it it can help us sort of frame that conversation to understand that you know you are a human having a human experience, you are a spirit having a human experience, and this is just one of the many experiences that your soul has most likely had.
0: Nice. So reincarnation. Anybody wants to learn about that yeah. and how it can help the, you understand your present life, right?
1: It helps, and then that's the way I see it. Like I don't, I don't think that we should sort of. Sometimes what happens when, and I remember, I I remember my own past lives spontaneously, um, but I also see them for clients, and mm-hmm. I usually see them. And you can also do past life regression, is another thing with a hypnotherapist where they take you back and you see them. But I, in my sessions, I usually just see them for the client, and it's just shown to me. And um, it's, it's, it's always about informing what's happening now. Right. And what's, I think the beautiful thing about reincarnation is we start to recognize that, you know, we are just (laughs) who we think we are is just a character in this particular improv that we are doing right now, but we we're we've done other improvs too. and, Mm -hmm. You know, so we don't identify so much with all of the roles and all of the things that are happening this lifetime. It it, it frees us up to understand that, you know, your spirit is just having an experience right now. And so that's the way that I like to teach past lives. Sometimes, you know, a past life will come through and someone will be like, well, I would never have done that, you know? And then, or, oh my God, is every past lifetime, I'm just like a hapless victim of male patriarchy. And I'm like, wait, no, that's a story. Like this is the theme that you're working on, but none of it's who you really are. And so, when we learn about past lives, we want to remember: don't make that a bigger, don't make your story about yourself bigger. It's about releasing that story altogether and then understanding how you're meant to grow through the, those experiences.
0: I want to go out and get a t-shirt that says, "My spirit is having a moment now." I love that. <laughs> <laughs> my spirit is having a moment now. I'm going to start using that a whole lot more in I my love lives. That. Speaking of spirit, uh, your class on spirit guides. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yeah. that and how they may help?
1: Absolutely. So it's my understanding, like I said, you're a spiritual being having a human experience, and when you come down to earth, you go like this, and you, you know, you you put a blindfold over your eyes, and sometimes there's little peaks through the fabric, um, but a lot of times, you know, we feel pretty lost. And we set up this obstacle course that we don't, you know, we don't remember how we set it up. We, we, we actually agreed to how it was set up, but we forgot all that. And now we're blindfolded and we keep banging our shins into things. And so the really cool thing, is like one of those team building exercises, right? Where you're blindfolded, there's an obstacle course and the people on the sidelines are like, move right, move left, do this, do that. Those are your spirit guides in this analogy, right? And um, they're here to support us because they remember everything that we planned and why. They retain the broader perspective that our soul has. And they're also like devoted to us. They're devoted to us, to our mission, to our journey. They understand us intimately. They love us, you know, unconditionally and eternally. And um, they are on the sidelines cheering you on and offering you guidance and support because they remember what you forgot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can really see how that can come in handy for a person who is experiencing grief and loss, because when you said that the the spirit guides, they, they, I don't know if you said they hold you or contain you, they're, they're your number one fan basically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the word, don't remember I love what the that. word, yeah. but they're there for you. I know a lot of people who struggle with chaos after a loss of a loved one yeah. and spirit guides may be a way for them to tap into that sort of connection, right? Yeah. Uh, connecting to your inner wisdom is one thing, but enabling them to find their spirit guides and uh, access wisdom that way might also help them through grief and loss.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it helps through everything. And I know for me, when I made that connection with my spirit guides, because i felt very lonely as a child. I was, you know, I had pretty neglectful <laughs> parents. I mean, again, they wouldn't necessarily see it that way, but let's just say like, I, I think I felt very alone in my life. Uh, for a lot of reasons. And um, when I understood there was this idea of spirit guides, and then I I remembered, I realized as a child connecting with my spirit guides, even though I didn't know that was what I was doing. So that again was like a great, like, that's what that was. Oh, you were there. Um, but when I had this understanding that we have this support, it changed everything because I didn't feel so alone. And I knew I was loved and I knew I was supported. And I knew all those places when I was in a you know, a dark passageway and so overwhelmed and confused, I was like, you were there. And now I know you're there. And so I'll always know you have my back. So that's the first thing. It just, for me, knowing they're there just gives me such a sense of peace and joy. And, you know, I feel like, ah, so I'm not actually alone. Right?
0: Yeah. No, that's so comforting just to think of a benevolent benevolent force or a spirit guide, whatever form they might take out there. Cheering you on, right?
1: And sometimes we get mad at our spirit guides, right? Because we're like, well, why is this happening? Why aren't you stopping it? Why aren't you protecting me? Well, the thing is, when you're in human form, you got to do the work. And you have free choice and your spirit guides will never protect you or stop you from any experience that you are meant to have. And a lot of times too, we ain't listening anyway. So they're saying, you want to go right, go right, go right, go right. And you're just like, I am going left. (laughs) And that's okay. Cause we learn by doing right. And so sometimes again, you know, a lot of times they are nudging us towards the easier path or the Mm -hmm. higher path. And then sometimes they're just like, you get, you, you figure it out. And when you get to the bottom of the well, When you're really, 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 really tired of being there and you're cold and you're hungry and you like forgot that there's light and you're like, I give up, then, you know, we will come down and say, see, we were here all along. Let's help. Here's the ladder. Let's go.
0: Right. That's great. Well, so there's the classes and all of that stuff can be found on victoriashawintuitive.com. Do you have an announcement for your uh, your upcoming, yes. it's a live, uh, live class, right? Is that on yeah. your website at this point in time too?
1: Yes, it is. It's under the courses menu. It starts on September 15th and it's an eight week class. And it's actually going to be the last one of this kind I'm offering for a while, um, just because my guides have asked me to do bigger classes. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a pretty small class. Um, I think it's going to be like less than eight people. So really a lot of one-to-one attention on the next steps that each person can take to awaken their intuition. So it's going to be very interactive and, um, I'm excited the the classes will be over zoom and I think it's 90 minutes a class. Um, so lots of opportunity to really, you know, test it out and then get feedback about what your next steps are for tuning into your inner knowing.
0: Would this be appropriate for a beginner, somebody who's just kind of interested in it and wants to know more?
1: I would say if you're absolutely a beginner, but you feel called to this class, go for it. Um, because I think you know it's going to be good for all levels. If you're an absolute beginner and you're like, you know, that makes me crazy, I would do the self-paced class first. And by the way, you could do both because the self-paced class, I mean, if you're really attentive, you could do that class in two weeks. But um, and I also would offer two what some people are doing is they're taking both. So they're, they're following the class along. So they're getting kind of that, that piece of the online class and the online videos, and then using the, the live class as sort of like a little mentorship opportunity to practice the material. So if you are a super beginner and you're like, I'm not really sure about this, I think that would also get the job done, but it's, it's an all levels class, but yeah. just, you know, people will be at different places. Good. Well,
0: thanks for that. Anything else that you want to say or promote? Anything, Any events that you would like to talk about at this point in time, Victoria? No, I
1: mean, that's pretty much it. I do one-on-one sessions for folks all over the world, you know, pretty much on anything that you might want guidance on, be struggling on, or even if you're not struggling at all and you just, you know, want to say, well, how can I make my joyful life even more joyful? Um, All of those things will, you know, come through in a session. And you mentioned the podcast, which is one of my joys. And so uh, intuitive connection. And we come on every week and I do um, messages guided from my spirit guides. I have amazing guests and I also do intuitive readings on the show because I find that sometimes we learn really well from other people's stories. We
0: do. That's one of the reasons I have you on, right? And all of my guests from Comedy Chaos because I learn so much. So remember to visit victoriashawintuitive.com for more information. She's got a really great website and lots of things that you can look at and learn from. So with that, I'm going to just say that I really appreciated having you on the show today and uh, that I really hope that everything goes the way it's supposed to go for you, wherever and that may lead it, it always lead you. does.
1: It always does. There's actually no way that it can't.
0: So. No <laughs> way that it can't. There's so no reassuring. way that it can't. Thank you again for being on Calming the Chaos.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. You can also go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com for more resources for calming your mental and emotional chaos. This includes a CD I created that teaches you how to practice mindfulness in less than 10 minutes. So check it out. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.